You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The word religion is under attack today. There was a billboard right over here, not far from us, and it said about a church, whatever the name, I don't know what the name of the church was, and they don't use word churches anymore. It's the zone or whatever it is. It is, you know, it's got all these names. I don't know what it means. But it said, religion that your parents would not like. To think of that. I would never, my parents have been gone to heaven for years. I'd never want to do anything to dishonor my parents. In life, I love my parents, and in death, I love them. I look at their pictures every day. Religion. Church your parents would not approve of. What a statement on a billboard. A song that became, I believe, number one in religious circles in the last year or two. And I won't sing it tonight, but the theme is religion isn't working anymore. Just the title. Apply that to everything else in life. Apply it to everything. You work at Tesla. Tesla's not working anymore. Why would an employee do that to the company that's paying them? Sports isn't working anymore. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> i tell you what, it's changed so much since Michael Jordan and I played ball together. But uh, I had a lot of work just trying to, he never passed the ball right. So I, I worked on it. He got better as we worked on it. But uh, who would write a song about sports isn't working? Education is not working anymore. We do know that, but they won't write a song on that. Government's not working anymore, but nobody writes a song about that. Religion isn't working anymore. The song says, I dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. That sounds like a bitter person. What do you mean it's not working? I don't know about your religion, but mine's working real well. I'm, I'm holding on to all the religion I can get right now. I'm no longer 20 or 30. I've gone down the road a long journey of life now. I'm hanging on to, I'll relive this service tonight, this morning, all week. I, I want it to work. I want my work, religion to work. Here in this text, and we only see the word religion five times in the Bible, and it's spoken Paul most of the times about his false religion he had before he got saved. But, but here in this text, if a man among you seemed to be religious, and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion's in vain. We saw that word deceive this morning, verse 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. And now if you're, if you're religion, you can't cut, keep your mouth shut, and your mouth is always seeking to hurt, then you don't have right religion. What, what is religion by definition? 
Religion is an outward expression. Please don't miss this. Religion is an outward expression of an inward expression. Whatever is happening in here is going to come out here. So religion ain't working anymore. I tell you why it's not working. There's nothing inside. You're empty, son. When you're empty inside, no, you know what? Well, I'm a bunch of hypocrites. Why are people always worried about the next guy and how bad he is? Because they don't have anything on the inside. They're empty. You're so upset with your wife all the time, but really, look in the mirror. You shouldn't be upset with yourself. But you don't want to take ownership. We're all victims nowadays. No one's treating me right. I've got to blame everything. Got to blame church. Got to blame religion. Got to blame the Christian school. Got to blame my parents. Got to blame the pastor. Got to blame fundamentalism. Got to blame the Bible. Got to blame God. The truth is you're empty on the inside. Religion is an outward expression of an inward working. I like that. Nothing wrong with that. I've got that old time religion in my heart. What is my old time religion? Well, Something was worked in on the inside, and it worked out. That's what Paul says. People get all hung up on this verse. Work out your own salvation. Well, that's very easy to explain. We should be working out what God worked in. He worked in me grace. He worked in me the peace of God. He worked in me a new creation. He worked in me salvation. He worked in the fact that I was an enemy, a stranger, a foreigner, an alien, and now I'm a son of God accepted in the beloved. I've got something that worked in, and it's going to work out. I just, I know we can do things for so, but I can't, my wife laughs at me because she says, you sleep like you like what, how you act in life. I said, what's that supposed to mean? She said, you're always tapping your foot and shaking the bed and, and moaning and groaning and, and talking and talking out loud. The other night I got, I, I heard myself. I kept talking about carnations. <laughs> I don't know where that came about. I just, and I heard myself. I tried to stop and it was the middle of the night. Oh, I get all I get all wound up all night long. Finally go to bed, and I, I know something's wrong with me. I got DDD or QQQ or CCY or whatever I got. But I, I, I look, I, I get wound up with the clock. I, my, Hudson, my grandson, knows this. We text all the time. I see in the middle of the night, one, two, three, four on the clock. I get all fired up. Jose, don't look at me like that, brother. I mean, I don't know why I, I, I wake up and it's, uh, I've just gone to bed or something and I'm like, it's, it's 1.22. I said, man, I got to stay up to see 1.24. I've got every scenario, 1.23, I've got a 5.55, 5, 5, 5.43, 2.34. I've got every scenario. My grandson and I, we, we, we take pictures all the time. Training. I've got them all. I'm going to publish a book about numbers. I told the elementary kids in elementary chapel, kinder, K4 through sixth grade, I said, hey, kids, this is awesome. Do you ever look at those numbers and we start talking about numbers? I said, have you ever seen, and all oh, the hands that went up, uh, the little, little kids, four, five, and six, have you ever seen the number 777? I'm waiting to see if you figure it out. How many of you seen 777? 
That's what I thought. I'm talking to kindergarten this evening. There's no such thing as 777. There's such a thing as 789. That'll give you something to do in the next two hours. I'm not preaching two hours. I'm just, my feet tap. I I can't stop it, right? My wife says, you're a nervous little thing, aren't you? And she's the sweetest thing. But I get up here, all those three specials tonight, I couldn't get over it, man. I just got it. It, It's Woo! Amen. Yeah, pray God. I I just, I get in. I drive down the street. Oh, I can remember. I I met my wife uh, 52 years ago, I think. And... um, we began to serve the Lord in a church 51 years together, years ago. And I'll tell you what, I can remember getting in the car in Illinois, single, a Sunday night after church, and driving back to Wisconsin to go to Bible college, driving that old Ford. And I'd drive that car, and I'd turn the WMBI on. WMBI was Moody Bible Institute, the old, and, and, and they'd have... Uh, songs in the night, and they'd have preaching on there. Oh, I'm talking about 11 o'clock on a Sunday night after I'd been in church with my father-in-law singing and preaching. And they're up in Illinois, but a lot of a lot of Okies that came up from uh, in the south and southern people pulled, came up from the south into uh, into the area of Rockford and the, that area there and worked in the factories. And they came up with that southern gospel music. And I tell you, Brother Whitlow, I loved it, man. I just loved it. I got into that thing and singing and shouting. And I'd get in that car on the way home. I knew God wanted me to preach, but I could never be a preacher. But I'd, got, I'd turn that radio on. And I'd say, well, I'd hear they said the white sisters are coming on. I'd say, the white sisters are coming. Girls, you come on in here and you sing right now. And they started singing. And I got happy. And I, I started pounding. I pound the dashboard, broke that car apart. Hey, hey, man, come on, girls, that's it, sing it. I never did that publicly. Oh, but privately, just, it was so exciting. And I said, now we have Dr. J. Allen Treber coming in to preach for us tonight. Brother Jack, you come on in here. I start preaching. Brother Joel, I know it's crazy. But I look at one, two, three, four, two, and six, 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 and eight, eight, eight. And uh, I, got, I got all fired up preaching in the car. I'd honk the horn. Hey, man, Brother Jack, you keep preaching. Honk, 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 honk. I'd be on a Highway 26, two-lane traffic, and it was coming, and I'd just be having that time, time of my life. You know, I tell you what, I, I, I want religion. Give me that old time religion. We've got this modern stuff. We've got this modern stuff that kills. Preaching is out, seminars are in. Choirs are out, praise singers are in. Organs are out and pianos are out and the dance band is in. I love it we have an orchestra. I love it we have a choir. I love it we have a hymn book. I love it we've got, a, we've got people singing. I tell you what, that's, that's old time religion. And what God's worked in, it automatically comes out. I'm happy in the service of the king. Well, God worked that in. And it's his grace that let me serve him these many years. I look at this text that's before us tonight, and it's just so overwhelming. I go and drive down the road to this day, and I, I have themes, and I, I never could sing a solo in the church. But I, my wife said, well, you give us a concert every time you sing. I know I, I love singing while I preach. It's a whole different thing. And I sing songs about Jesus. 
And I've got a whole repertoire. I can go to 10 or more songs, just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then I go to heaven. I sing about heaven all the time. And then I go over to grace and I start singing grace songs. And then I, I sing about salvation. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified one. I'm telling you, I'm not a lot, a lot of things I'm not good at life. But something worked in here. I got something in here. And for all these years, knowing him, I've known him 65 years since I got saved. And it just comes out. That's why I can go to elementary chapel for 45 years in this church every single Wednesday morning. And we can sing this little light of mine. I'll let it shine. Shine all over Santa Clara. Shine till Jesus comes. If you're saved and you know it, I can sing with those kids. Say amen. I can sing those songs. John, Jacob, Jingle, Heimer Smith. Not a Christian song, but it makes me happy with those kids. Oh, I tell you what, it's just a thrill to serve God. The Bible says that the salvation that's been worked in is going to work itself out. And what happens tonight? What happens when it works out? If any man seemed to be religious among you, there's two things going on here. There's polluted religion and there's pure religion. I want to spend time with the second one in closing tonight, but the first one quickly, the polluted ones, verse 26, if any man seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue or his fingers on the internet, doesn't harness his mouth shut. I've worked at trying to be a good husband, but I tell you what, I wish I had a lot of those early days. I wish I could redo some of those early days. And I wish I could have muzzled my mouth more. Just, just muzzled it. In life and in marriage. I wish I'd have listened more than I lectured. And I've tried to do it right. God knows. You know, it's such pride when, when I got married and when we got married, I, I just, I've always loved my wife and I've always tried to be good and she's been perfect for me. But I guess it's pride. I had to win. I'm not letting this girl win. And we'd have a disagreement on something and, you know, just pride. I, I'm not yet arrived, but I'll tell you how I live my life. By the grace of God, as much as possible, whatever she wants is what I want. She could have left me anytime she wanted to. She could have told me to get out of the ministry anytime. She could have said, I'm out of here. Let's not stay in the ministry. And I know a lot of pastors, many pastors that have had that exact same thing. The wife gets tired of the ministry. Gets tired of people that drain on you. I was reading a book just off my shelf, and it's about a CEO, and I pulled it down, and it said 101 things that CEOs, CEOs ought to do. And I just saw the inside, and I haven't read the book. I've seen the inside. It says, one thing, stay away from toxic people. 
Well, some of you ought to move right now then, I guess. But, but uh, my wife calls them drainos. People that just drain you. I don't want to be around drainos. Toxic. I don't want to be around people that cannot harness their mouth. That's false religion. That's a polluted religion. Look, if you can't say something kind about someone, don't say anything at all. What makes you so important that you have the opinion on everybody? What makes you so wise that you can tell everybody what they did wrong, how they did it, what, what they, how they messed up? Here's how you should have run the company. Well, why don't you start your own company? I see it's polluted when our mouth is engaged, overloaded the jaws. But here's where we want to go, pure religion. You can choose, and I could choose to be polluted, or here it is, pure religion. Pure religion, and if it's pure, it's going to come out pure. God worked it in, and it's pure. And religion, it's going to be an outward expression of an inward change. Pure religion, like that pure crystal river in heaven, it's pure. It's clean. It's without taint. Pure religion. Pure religion. We have the beautiful Sierras here. Though I haven't been up there much, many years, but I do know the pictures of the white, white, white snow, and especially a wet snow that hangs on those trees, and it's so beautiful, so pure as white. But you know as well as I that every snowflake is made from a speck of dirt. And that dirt, the water accumulates onto it, and, it, and so in every speck of what looks so white on the outside is something dirty on the inside. And my religion cannot seem just to be pure. It cannot seem that it's a real thing, but it's not real. Oh, it's, it has to be pure. It has to be without spot or wrinkle or any blemish, the Bible says in Ephesians. Notice, pure religion is undefiled. No dirt. No dirt. As we go to bed this evening, could you just bow your head and pray, God, see if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. My parents, my mom's, I never saw my grandparents on my mom's side. They were dead before she was married. I saw my grandmother one time. She never saw me. She was blind. I saw my grandfather a few times. 1956, he came to visit us in California. And I'll never forget, we saw him one other time here in California. He was an old German man, spoke German like my folks did German before they did English. I can recall when we were living over there, Brother Todd in Stockton. 1959 and 60, he showed up. My dad was family Bible time, and he said, oh, let's sing Weiter than snow. Weiter than snow. Whiter than snow. And I said, what is weiter than snow? It was German. And we sang, and I'd play the trumpet. My sister played the organ. My other sister played the piano. My parents would sing. And there's five stanzas to weiter than snow. And old German, he believed you had to sing all five. 
And when we got all five done, he just started back on stanza one and one again. <laughs> you know that dear old layman who worked in the factory and worked on the farm, two jobs, raised nine kids with a blind wife. You know that old guy? That old guy believed in vitreous and stay. Oh, I want to have a heart when I go to bed tonight that's right with God and clean. I want to have a clean heart with God this week. And I want that for God's people undefiled. And then when it's undefiled, look at the result of an undefiled, pure religion. One is to visit the fatherless. That's why I salute all you teachers and bus workers and mechanics and drivers of those buses that go out and you find these boys and girls and men and women and bring them to the house of God. 1.5 million riders in all these years have come to church here. I might be wrong and there might be some of our bus homes that are just incredible homes. A good father, a good mother, family prayer time, breakfast together, dinner together. Just a wonderful family. Might be watching a, a wonderful program together and singing songs in the house together. But Brother Tim, you know what the average home is? It's fatherless. Dad's not there. Dad's left. He's got another family going over here. Dad's not involved with the kid's life. Dad's not sneaking into their room at night and kneeling next to their little crib and praying for their children and coming to their bed and praying by their bed or by their door at the night hour as the kids are sleeping and daddy's awake and mother and dad pray together for those kids. I wonder how many of our sweet bus kids this morning, I wonder when that was the last time they had a meal together at the house, and Daddy led him in prayer. We really never did this in our home this way. Maybe you do, but many of our homes, a lot of our grandkids, I know they do, they all hold hands during prayer for the dinner. We always had family, we still do to this night, this day. Oh, but not tonight, we're having a hot dog tonight. I'm looking forward to that. We always have had family. You raise good kids from a family table. You don't argue from the ta family table. You, you're pleasant. You're, you eat slowly. It's not to run and gun and here we go, we're out the door. And, and oh, you think of the fatherless kids in this area that have never known a dad in the home. I think some of our bus kids have, have seen a mother with needles up and down her arms and passed out, and there's many of those through the years. I think of the kids that have been in a lot of these homes where dad has been a drunk. See, Brother Todd and Tess back there, you've been in the buses a long time, Sister Christina, a long time, 30-some years, brother, in this church, Brother Ken, 30-some years, and I think of all the homes where you've been, and there's needle marks, or there's drugs, or the smell of marijuana, and there's a, the smell of, of alcohol in the room, and there's swearing, there's blasphemy, there's anger. We've got a generation of fatherless kids. Dad is absent. They say 75% of the men and, and women in prison today 
are there without a father in their life. No dad. Brother Whitlow lives as a preacher in the, in the prisons of our state and the states around here. Preacher revival and, 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 and probably be out in the prison this week working. You're shaking your head because you see it. I think of a major rock and roll singer that you name his name. Everyone in this room would know his name. And I think a month or two ago while you were preaching, he's an older fella now. Just tears streaming down his face. You would know the name. And he came and said, I need Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. He got saved. Don't allow these people that wind up in jail are there because there's a fatherless home. Dad that doesn't care, a mother that doesn't care. Well, Mark, I admire you. Just saw you right there and all you public school teachers. You're going to a war zone. Teaching, and God bless you. I, I admire you. Trying to help those kids and you're so shackled. Trying to help those kids and love those kids. Brother Ralph, thank you for going to the public school and being able to preach at a lunch hour to, to those kids that want to go into a, a preaching service. Hey, Brother Manuel, that, that lived over here in Juvie. And now through the grace of God, he and his wife are saved. They're hard to believe all these years later, your grandparent had been approved and with COVID, can't get back in now, but been in there preaching. So many times he's gone in there and the kids say this, I know you, I rode the bus to North Valley. Brother Manuel says, boys, I was, I was right here in this same building decades ago. I live right here. My life needed Christ. Christ changed me. I thank God for his, this message. Hey, Brother Ron back there, bus family in Miami, Florida. But some bus worker cared enough for your soul to give you the gospel. He's a preacher on our staff reaching the lost for Jesus Christ and a division leader of one of our bus areas. You think tonight as you go to bed, I go to bed in a secure home. I wonder how many kids go home afraid. My friend, Brother Mike Johnson, his dad was a Baptist preacher in this state. When he was a kid, he walked out. Sunday morning preacher walked out with the Secretary, he tells the story, I can tell it here, maybe watching. I want to say between his mom and dad, there was 10, 11 marriages, individuals in their lives. He said, I, my one stepdad, I'd get so mad, I, he'd come home drunk, I'd hide under the bed, and he'd begin to beat on my mom, and I pledged, when I get older, I'm going to kill him. I think of the great work that God did in Brother Johnson's life, and I think he's been almost 40 years in Reading preaching of the gospel now. Brother Tim ruled multiple mother, mother family members in their home. And a stepdad, his sweet mother said, I, it's over, it's over. And he came to the little restaurant 
sat on the back bumper of that car and he took a gun and killed her. I think Brother Tim, I might be wrong, Brother Everson, I think he was five years of age, I'm not sure. He was sitting on the step waiting for Mother to come home from the restaurant. And the preacher came and said, Mother's not coming. She wants to go see Jesus today. He had every right to play the victim card and you name it. But he got some pure religion in his heart. Pure religion to visit the fatherless. And I'm out of time. Quickly, look what he says. To visit the fatherless and the widows. First Timothy tells us about widows, how we're to care for them. All the widows and widowers in our church, your name is on a prayer journal of mine. I thank God for who you are. I admire the widows and widowers. I go home and there's not a mate because God took them. That's pure religion. Religion ain't working anymore. Well, buddy, I don't know what you have, but I have a love for the widows and a love for the widowers and a love for the bus kids and the fatherless. And then lastly, what he says here, pure religion, you keep yourself unspotted. Why, why are we so concerned about keeping everybody else unspotted? When people are trying to point out the flaws of everyone else, they're hiding something in their own life. Religion's a good word because religion reveals who you are. If I'm always angry at everybody and always suspicious and mad at people, suspect of you what your problems are, you're not the problem. It's a revealer. I have an emptiness inside here. Our religion is phony. It's fake. That's why I have to go to the internet and blast everybody. That's why I have to criticize everybody and attack everybody. And thank God I'm not doing that. Because I've got enough to say grace over my own life. I'd go to that sweet dad of mine, Dad! And I'd tell him my sisters, and he said, Jack, keep your own life clean. You don't worry about them. But Dad, you don't know what they're doing. But Jack, they're not your problem. Jack is Jack's problem. He helped me so much. If you've ever read The Rise and the Fall of the Roman Empire, they give five reasons why the Roman Empire fell. One, the rise and the destruction of the home through divorce. Two, high taxation from the government. Three, a mad craze for pleasure. What fun are we doing tonight? Where are we going? It's a two-day holiday. It's a three-day weekend. Where can we go? Four, decadence of the people. Everything was sinful. And five, and I want you to hear this, the decay of religion. Rome fell because they said our religion became so phony. You know, the last two years, churches have closed. 46 a week just closed and got out of business. 
Churches are still closed. You can't find hardly a church open on Sunday night. What would happen if this huge auditorium or smaller, it doesn't matter the size, every church building in America that was ever built was filled tonight. And people singing. And when released to go help people tomorrow, that's what religion is all about. Who can I help? Not who can I hurt. That's why we have to stay with the right crowd because there's always someone that's going to drive you away from God. The little boy was being so naughty. Mother looked at him and said, son, sit down. He just stood there defiant. She said, I said, sit down. Stepping up. She came and she pushed him down. Oh, was he mad, that little five-year-old. He said, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. And you know that today, everything that happens in my life is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Everything. Because the outside is always revealed by my religion on the inside. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.